going? <laughs> We're live? All right. Heck yeah, baby. Welcome to the Astro Blast. It's a podcast. My name's Chris Farron. I'm Jess Abbott. And what do you think about that? We're here. We are, hmm, Jess? Um, queer? Well, not me, but I'm an ally. <laughs> um, <laughs> like and subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review. Astroblasting at gmail.com. Yeah, write, write to us for um, advice questions at astroblasting.com or astroblasting at gmail.com. You never know when we're going to drop an advice marathon. We need plenty of ammo for that. Please. Please. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're so needy. Ooh. We said it at the same time, though. That's cool. What are we doing today? Or wait, you have a speech? Yeah, just one more thing about rating and reviewing. Please. Rate and review our podcast. Uh, it does something good for us. and We get 100 I... bucks every time you rate and review us. <laughs> wow, that would be something, wouldn't and it? And we buy ice cream with it. I don't know exactly what happens when you rate and review, but I'm excited to find out. Please. All right, let's just... Oh, wait, no, Chris, you have to... Chris, you have to read the review. I have a speech to make. I'm going to read a friggin' review. My speech is thus. From Henry Fire Flint. This podcast is the best. It teaches me about astrology and tells me what to do when I need help. I wish Chris was my dad and Jess was my mom. Well, 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 Henry Fire Flint. Wait till we tell you. Go to your room. You're grounded because yeah. we're your fa uh, mommy and father. We're your mommy and daddy. Yeah, we're your mommy and daddy. And you're freaking grounded, and you're. And we're gonna lock you out of the mall. You never go there again. <laughs> Brutal. Hot topic: your band, Spencer Gifts. You're not allowed in there. American <laughs> Eagle Outfitters. You wish. <laughs> Aeropostale. The doors are shut. Can you believe that these are still the stores that dominate malls across America? J. C. Pennies. I remember my days of getting a knit sweater with a little seagull logo on it and low-rise flare jeans. From Hollister? Yeah, that one, American Eagle. Abercrombie. Fitch. <laughs> Gap. The cookie country. The Great American Cookie Country. What's it called? The Great American Cookie Company. I got it. I nailed it. I've never heard of that. Zoomies, skateboarders. Oh, no. I'm a friend of the skateboarding community, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me just really quick, really quick recap. Just remind me of the big three. Sun, moon, rising. Got it. What does the moon mean? Remind me. Oh, the moon? Mm hmm Sun, moon, rising. What do you mean, what does it mean? Well, based on the... A uh, fifty-minute episode on the moon we did. Uh huh. Of course, which I remember every second of. What would you say? You can use as few words as possible. Water. What? It, what? It is uh, tied to Cancer, which is a water sign. Uh -huh, so I'll I give that to it. you. I, I knew it. Birth. <laughs> um, well, try to dispute that. <laughs> in that, it's part of a birth chart, and that it can represent family and the mother and Great. being a child. Yes. And. Jenny, just... you're trying to sneak away, being really quiet, tiptoeing away. She can't watch you crash and burn. She's what the step hell? Out. And of course, the the big thing about the moon is yeah. it is your 
your the the way you feel. Yeah. Whoa. Hell yeah, you did it. I friggin' did it. Yep. I nailed it. Emotions. Okay, good. Cool. So we got the sun, which is like the ego, the sense of self, the parts of you that will never change. The moon, which is, as Chris said, is your emotions and all the other things we just listed. Rising sign, how you present outwardly into the world, the suit you zip up over yourself, how you want people to see you. Got it. And then we did the list in the last episode where we looked at relationship patterns. You can do that on your own, mm -hmm. kind of looking at if you see any sign patterns in your ex's suns or moons, if you're lucky enough to have their birth chart info. And that kind of brings us to the next thing. We're going to start exploring other planets. We're going to finally exit the big three. And we're going to start looking a little bit deeper into the planetary bodies found in your birth chart. Can we start with Mercury? Absolutely. It's almost as if you knew we were going to do Mercury today. Oh, my God. Well, I've been feeling all out of sorts on account of Mercury retrograde. Oh, shit. We are at the end of Mer Mercury retrograde. By the time this comes out, it'll be over. But um, it will be happening Is it really soon. happening right now? Yes, it is. Great. We're at the and tail end. That. That's cool. What happens? Why do people say that? We'll get there, my friend. First, I have we're a gonna... headache. Mercury was in retrograde. We're going to get there. All right. Well, fortunately, it gets a little more specific than that, but unfortunately, not much more. Bad headache. A real, you got a migraine. You got well, a RBH. A real bad headache. Oh, gotcha. I was like rhubarb. So we're going to do. We're going to talk about kind of like the, as we usually do with this stuff, the physical planet and its rotations and stuff like that. Then we're going to talk about the astrological breakdown of Mercury. And then we're going to talk about Mercury retrograde. So Mercury is considered one of the inner planets. There are inner planets or personal planets and outer planets. The outer planets are the ones that are literally farther away from the Earth. So it's easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have much longer orbit cycles it takes them much longer to go around the sun they're farther away from us so the inner planets are ones that relate to us personally our our personalities how we interact how we feel the tangible things in our life and then the outer planets address more exterior forces in the world kind of like the world at large society community and all all the things like that so mercury is the first inner planet we're going to get into outside of the moon in the sun. And it's the next closest to Earth. That's true, right? I have no idea. Surely. <clears throat> it's Jenny. <laughs> My very educated. What the hell? There's a. Wait, what is it? Yeah, Jenny. What, what is, is the, the little trick? What's the limerick? Uh, it's, um... If Jess won't rap for me, will you at least present to me a limerick? It's not a limerick. What is it? Sonnet? My very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. My, My very... very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter. So we're working from the sun, not from Earth. So Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. I misspoke. Forgive me. I'm not a scientist. I have a high school education. Whoa. All right. So Mercury, what are you... What? Why are you apologizing? I love that I'm dumb. She's she's. What are you 18. implying? It's not cool that I have a high school education. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? She's 18 years old. What else kind of education should she have? <laughs> we're 18 years old. Both of us. We're young. We're hot. We're Gen Z. Yeah, we're for sure Gen Z. 
Uh, we need to shave half of our heads immediately. Snapchat. It's the app I use the most. Do they still use of me that? Being Gen Z. We there, do, I know yes. they use like TikTok. Us Gen Zs, we do TikTok, we do Snapchat, Giggy Hadid. <laughs> um, and we stan Haley Baldwin Bieber. Oh my God, I forgot about that. And I love to vote, text in my vote to the voice. You text in votes to the voice? That's how that works? I guess that's how it's always worked. Yeah, for that's all Gen those Z for you. They've really nailed it. So let's see here. So the science of Mercury. When I say science, I say that very loosely in that I, I'm going to say the most basic possible shit that you could say about Mercury. It's red. Is it orange? I have no idea what color Mercury is. I feel like when I think about Mercury in a little tube, it's red. Jenny says no. It's silver. It's silver. The planet is silver. Okay, Mercury uh, when is I was silver. Looking at it, <laughs> when I was looking at it, I was in a dark, in like a photo room where all the light is red. And somebody said, hey, will you look at this? It's Mercury. Remember what this looks like. And I was like, okay, it's it looks red to me, but everything looked red to me. So that's where that memory came from and not because as Jenny seems to think that I'm some sort of idiot. That she thinks I have we're a both high school le education. Oh, what the heck? That's what she's saying to me, that I'm some sort of ding-dong with high <laughs> so school education. So I'm a ding-dong with high school education. Well, it's according saying. to Jenny, both of us are some stupid ding-dongs. I'm producer Jenny out here today producing our despair. She's putting us on blast. <laughs> is that it? Is... That's Gen Z. <laughs> All right, it takes Mercury about a year to go through all 12 signs. Similar to the sun, we know that that takes a year to go through all all 12 signs, right? Uh -huh. So they're never more than two signs apart, the sun and Mercury. They're kind of just like always chasing each other, you know what I mean? Right. Mercury changes signs every 15 to 30 days. So the sun changes signs every, we'll say, 28 to 30 days and whatnot. Um, that's close enough there. And Mercury, though, can sometimes change signs in as little as 15 days. And it eventually will, you know, kind of catch up to the sun and go back and forth. But um, it's such a large variable because of its retrograde cycles. And retrograde is when, from Earth, a planet appears to be moving backwards. It isn't actually moving backwards, obviously. It just appears to be because of the ovular shape of planetary orbits. It's kind of like when you're in a moving car with another moving car next to you and you begin to slow down while the other car maintains its speed. And for a moment, you get kind of disoriented and vertigo-y and the car looks weird, you know, like it's moving backwards or out of sync. Or when you're like parked, or not parked, but like at a stop sign or a red light next to somebody who has like stick shift and then they they like do the thing, whatever they have to do to take their foot off the brake and then they start moving backwards and then you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Am I going forward? And Thank then you. they gun it and go forward. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the difference there is that that car actually rolls backward for a second. But That's in, true. In... So this does not apply. Right. It, it, <laughs> similar concept. We're with you. Thank you. I just wanted to say something. And actually, all known planets in our solar system experience retrograde. Mercury has just become the most culturally acknowledged because it involves so many immediate aspects of our lives. Communication, travel, transportation, commerce, things that impact pretty much everyone on Earth. It's also the more acknowledged retrograde because its ret retrograde cycles are shorter and occur more frequently than the other planets' retrogrades. So it's going into retrograde more often 
and covers ground that that if that impacts everybody because it's communication and travel and that's what we're all fucking doing all day long tell me about it and mercury retrograde also shows up sometimes under different names i think and also sometimes still as mercury retrograde in certain other spiritualities and religions and things like that so i think it just has been super widespread for all these reasons is the element mercury from the planet mercury jenny go no, we're asking you. Don't look at your Don't phone. Don't look it You're up. So fucking smart. You're the one Tell that's us. so smart. I went to college. I went to high school. I did elementary school. Wait, I did Chris, the whole do you thing. have a college degree though? On the real? Um, let me think. <laughs> no, but I do have an associate's degree, which is technically half of a college degree. Yeah, definitely. well, I mean, in a way, it is a hundred percent of a stupid college degree. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my fellow associate's degrees out there. Congrats. I'm happy for you. Uh, Mercury is an element found on Earth. On Earth? Yeah. Okay. Why do they call it Mercury then, huh? Yeah. Why don't they call it Earth? Would you like me to... No, do not look it up. If you don't know Jenny, then I don't know what you're doing here. You went to friggin' Yale or whomever. (laughs) The Harvard Lampoon over here. It's silver. Actually, because Mercury has the quickest orbit around Sun, around the Sun... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very dumb. No, hey, come I don't, on. Have don't let educa- Jenny get in your head like that. In high school, they don't teach you that you say the sun instead of sun. Yeah, look at sun. <laughs> oh, sun hurt my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Mercury is traveling the fastest around the sun, Got so it. it is associated with quicksilver. It is a quick planet. There are things that are happening. Um, I used to have a Quicksilver bucket hat. What does that even mean? Oh, Quicksilver, like the brand? Yes. They got that cool cue. Is that a skater thing? I think it's a surfing company type thing. Let's do the astrology part now. Let's Let's talk about Mercury astrologically. So from my favorite book, The Astrologer's Handbook, Mercury in a sign of the zodiac indicates the ways in which the characteristics of the sign influence thinking and the ability to communicate. It gives important clues to the kinds of concerns that occupy the mind of the individual. It reveals a type of psychological set determining a person's ability to make decisions and convey his ideas to others. His. Nice. This book is from the 70s. They also yeah. refer to Aries up. people as Arians. So it's Ooh, like, it baby. was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm backing down. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we look at Mercury to decipher how we communicate and make decisions and process our thoughts, how we learn, think, concentrate, and analyze. It is said to be the spokesperson for the ego or our sun. So where the sun is who we are at our core, Mercury is how we explain ourselves to others, we exp- how we explain our core and our ego to other people. It's a logical planet and entirely unemotional. It is the opposite of the moon, complete opposite, mm-hmm. more or less. It's associated with the god Hermes, who in mythology is said to have invented language and to be the god closest to the people in relating to him, to human beings. So he was a god that was really involved in the, the daily lives of human beings. He spoke to them. He was the messenger for the gods. He also was a trickster and very clever. Mercury rules the signs like of... Like Deadpool. He's wearing superhero. Deadpool? I've this never guy seen is it. a superhero, but don't think for a second that he's not saying swear words. Because he is. <laughs> Go on. Hermes is a jokester like Deadpool. <laughs> exactly. That's what the Greeks always say. Mm-hmm. Mercury rules the signs of Gemini and Virgo. 
I've said this before, all the signs have planetary rulers. They're all assigned one, sometimes kind of two planets. Um, and Mercury and Virgo, I mean, sorry, Gemini and Virgo are assigned Mercury as their ruler. So if you're listening to this and you're a Gemini or a Virgo, this is your planet. It shares attributes with your sign. Virgo has the mental intelligence and capacity for learning that Mercury gives us, and Gemini has the curiosity, playfulness, and quickness that Mercury gives us. If you're a Gemini or Virgo and you're listening to this, meet me at the Ralph's Grocery Store in West Hollywood in Valley Village, and I'm going to kick your ass. Why? I don't know. I just I just need to get some uh, like regression out. Is it because of Mercury retrograde? That's got to be because it's Mercury <laughs> retrograde. I have a headache and I am feeling very violent. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the listeners of the podcast, meet me, and I will try to fight you all until I until I finally am overcome by people and I perish. <laughs> How do you know people won't be on your side, all the Gemini and Virgo haters? There's a lot of Gemini haters. You might have a lot of people showing up to back you up. Okay, all the other signs, come meet me at that same Ralph's and you can protect me. You make a circle around me and you fight these people. And actually, this means we might win. Is this going to be our first live taping at the Ralph's parking lot? Yeah. Listen to the soothing sounds of Chris getting the shit beat out of him. No, no, no. I'll be kicking ass. (laughs) So when you look at what sign your Mercury is in, you pull all the general information of that sign, for example, Libra being fair and gentle and apt to partner, and you apply that to the specific realm of communication and mental processing. You could say that a Libra Mercury makes a person speak gently and tread lightly in a way that accommodates the others in the conversation. Their thought process may be very balanced and open to communication. My Mercury is in Gemini, so I talk a lot and love to learn new things. Where's my Mercury? Ralph's. Aries. Right, because Mercury is always going to be within a sign or two, if not the same sign as your sun. And so you're a Taurus, and the sign that directly precedes it is Aries. So what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, for Aries, oh boy, as we talked a little bit about in the sun episode, uh-huh. or in the 12 signs episode, I guess I should call it, Aries is very impatient, independent. What the hell? A little bit childlike, for better or for worse. Well, for better, for sure. Sometimes they are prone to angry tantrums, like, for example, in a Ralph's parking lot. Well, if if all these people are trying to beat me up, what am I supposed to do? Ultimately, they're very independent. and true. Fact. And they they allow their own thoughts to dominate how they lead their lives. They're not easily influenced by the thoughts of others. They're able to continue on their own. Wow, kind what a, of path. What a high level of integrity somebody with this friggin' Mercury must have. Aries Mercury. Chris Farron. <laughs> Incredible man. ChrisFarron.com. <laughs> what a guy. And there it is, uh, ladies and gents. And uh, what else is there? All kinds of stuff. All everyone's. <laughs> yep. So let's talk a little bit about retrograde. Please. The question we're all dying to, whatever. We're all dying to know what does it mean, retrograde? It means that it's driving backwards. Yes, it appears to be driving backwards. But it's not? But it is not. Then why does it look like that? Well, explaining this as best as I can without... Okay, Jenny, where are you going? Sneaking away? She doesn't give a shit. She she just tries to tiptoe. She's she's triggered by the phrase... She tries to tiptoe away like I'm not going to notice that she's leaving. Retrograde occurs 
three. Oh, sorry, I'm a- answering your question. Mercury is on an orbit that is not a perfect circle. It's slightly ovular. Right. And from Earth, as Mercury kind of passes to go, when it, when it goes kind of like on its crest around its orbit, because of that kind of like ovular edge, as it's turning that bend, it appears to be... It's difficult to explain. I think I understand <laughs> what you're saying. It's... And it, it's hard for me to try to like, I was about to try to explain it to you with maracas again, but it really just wouldn't be helpful for. Give it a little shake though. Can you reach him? There we go. Thank you. Great. We love touching Jenny's maracas on the pod. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> She's not even here right now. She doesn't even. She's doing the damn dishes. I can hear him. Oh God. All right, Mercury retrograde occurs three to four times a year for a period of 21 days. Mercury retrograde is it's typically looked at in the mainstream as a time of chaos and thwarted plans. It's definitely, what I don't like about it is it's used as a scapegoat for everything bad that happens. It's always like, oh, is Mercury in retrograde? Which is, it just feels at this point like it's been completely bastardized and has no meaning. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about it and give Jenny's it some back. meaning. We were touching your maracas. Mm, if you know what I mean. She likes it. She loves it. She wants some more of it. It's a rhyme. Every time something goes wrong with a computer or travel plans or their intense. What? Every <gasps> time something goes wrong with a computer is the line that the friggin' thing stopped recording on. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know like how the edit is going to go here, but um, yeah, as I News was saying, flash. that sentence about computers fucking up, the computer fucked up and we are in Mercury retrograde. And Jenny does don't Jenny don't even try to blame this on yourself. Don't pretend like you walked over to the computer and pressed the space bar and stopped to record. It was a computer, and it is because, and I know for a fact, a little planet I like to call Mercury appears to be going backwards, but it's not. But Hermes it's a, came it's a, down and touched your maracas. Yeah. Whatever, Hermes was cute. He was like a little little guy running around. He was definitely like the skinniest, hottest little god. Whoa. Weird. <laughs> Jess what? has a thing for Hermes. Excuse me, all the gods were hot. Jess has a bad case of Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> so every time something goes wrong with a computer or travel plans or their intense miscommunications, people will bring up Mercury retrograde. It's strange that it's such a phenomenon because it's actually pretty deep astrology. It hones in on the astrological meaning of a specific planet's orbit and cycles, which is pretty deep concerning most people barely know what their sun sign is. You had no idea what the big three was when we started this podcast, right? But you heard about Mercury retrograde. Like, you knew what that was. Like, I didn't know what it was, but I had heard the But you got, the like, the gist before. of, like, what people meant when they were bringing it up. I got the gist that they were, I just, from context of them being like, oh, my car won't start and I'm my period just started. <laughs> Mercury must be in retrograde, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's just like such a weird phenomenon to me that of all of the things in astrology, all of the simplest things were just skipped over. People were like, sun sign, Mercury retrograde. It's just such like a, a deep thing to look at, but yeah. that's where we're at. So let's look at it in a psychological light. My favorite, how Mercury retrograde can apply to your life in a practical way. 
So when I say practical way, I mean setting aside any kind of idea of like predestination or or woo-woo stuff that astrology can sometimes be matched with. We're just going to set aside anything. I mean, we do that pretty regularly anyway, but we're extra going to set it aside so you can kind of make some sense of, I mean, Mercury goes into retrograde four times a year, three to four, and here's how it can be useful for you. So while it's traditionally looked at as a terrible time of bullshit, I read a book on it recently called Mercury Retrograde, It's Myth and Meaning by... I'm not sure exactly how to say her name. I think it's Pythia. Is that how you say that name? Pythia P.A.? Pythia? Oh my God. Pythia. That sounds like it's probably, it makes so much more sense. Listen, I didn't go to college um, and Jenny did, so we're going to take her word for it. Jenny, thank you. So the book says, Mercury retrograde is all about loosening the grip of everyday demands and responsibilities in order to experience life more deeply. It's about finding pleasures in the old, familiar, and timeless rather than the new and untried. So as we just learned, Mercury is an analytical and mental planet. So when it appears to be moving in reverse, we can kind of describe Mercury in reverse as well. So instead of being tapped into modern communication and the busy hustle of life and navigating it, I urge people to look at Mercury retrograde as a time to stop everything you're doing, slow the grind for a moment, unplug, take a break, and relax. Don't act impulsively or with a sense of urgency in this time. If you think astrology is dumb and you're just here to listen to Chris's sexy little voice, that's great. Just mm-hmm. l- There it is. Just look at Mercury retrograde as if it's not astrology at all. Look at it as a reminder, like on your phone, but from the universe instead, to give yourself time and space to relax and listen to yourself instead of the constant squawking of the world around you. It's a time to keep yourself in check and give yourself time to think. I think we could all use a reminder for that. Yes, I agree. So if you hear someone talking about it and you're like, I'm fucking sick of hearing about this every time it happens three to four times a year and I hate astrology, just... Mm -hmm. Instead, take that negative Nancy energy and mm-hmm. just take a deep breath and be like, I want to tune these fuckers out and I'm going to go read a book or I'm drive down to the Ralphs in Valley Village and beat the shit out of some people and get my ass kicked by my favorite singer, <laughs> Chris Farron. <laughs> a random thing. Um, I brought this up in the last episode, but it was in this Mercury retrograde book. Uh, that I learned that a birth chart only repeats, uh, the sky, on, the planets only repeat their exact pattern in a moment in time every 26,000 years. I still am just, I know I mentioned it last time, but I just am like fascinated by that. It's crazy to me that it takes that long to to go through all of it. It's also frustrating to hear people say that astrology makes broad generalizations about people because when you look beyond just the sun sign and you like take a look at a chart each person's chart is so dense and rich with info to the point that no one in your lifetime will ever have the same data as you in their chart not until twenty six thousand years from now other than the people born in the exact same place that you the exact same minute those are the only times that your chart will be repeated in another human being i and i hate to do this but i guess this is why i'm here mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a part of astrology like what you just said that makes broad or that people uh, say accuse it of making broad generalizations, but it feels like the more I learn about astrology, the more there is like, like you said, very so many layers where you can kind of essentially it feels like you are all of the signs at a certain point. Like you know, I'm like a Taurus with a puddle of Mercury, Mud? and then I have a little bit of Aries over here. Mm-hmm. And my moon rides on the uh, Pisces Express. 
whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many. It seems like every individual like has so many uh, connections to all of the signs. You're saying that there's so much info that you can find anything in it, right? right? So I completely agree with that. And I think that that is probably the main basis, one of the, the main reasons why I like to look at astrology psychologically because you can kind of like use it as you see fit. Right. It doesn't have to be following exactly what your birth chart says. Um, it's I don't at attach at all to like the woo-woo side of it and I and I don't attach to the idea or and I mean and I'm open to the idea that you can pretty much find anything in a chart that you want if you look hard enough. Um, but I just as you were saying all of that I came up with an analogy that I think might help kind of like make sense of, of it okay in a positive way what you're calling out about it so you know those like it's i think it's like a game where it's Checkers. like a close Chess. but not at all okay. no it's vertical and there's like little pegs tetris all... no no this is like a physical it's not like a video game should it's... i keep interrupting you <laughs> Well, All right, go ahead. it's I'm Mercury sorry. retrogrades. I know. I keep interrupting. It's because this dang Mercury retrograde. <laughs> my car won't start. I just started my period. <laughs> so it's like a vertical game. Let's say it's on like wood with a bunch of like nails hammered into it in equal distances. And you drop a ball in the top and there's a bunch of like different holes at the bottom where like maybe one is like the winner and you drop a ball in and you're trying to like get it to go in there okay and it drops in and it bounces across all the pegs making its way down and every time you drop a ball in it's probably going to take a different path you know do you know what game i'm talking about i, I have a vague like yeah it's yes. definitely like a more old timey thing i like i don't know where it came from or if it's just like burning out or whatever right. but but yeah you drop a ball into the thing and it bounces down all the pegs until it lands in a hole at the bottom and the objective is to try to get the ball into a specific hole which is tricky because you're not you can drop it from any number of destinations at the top and just see where it lands mm -hmm. so for astrology we could say that let's say all of these pegs are different different um aspects of a human being or their life you have you're holding that ball and you have the choice of dropping it wherever you want at the top you have the choice to look at your birth chart and identify with or not identify with certain things and as you drop it it's going to touch a million different other little pegs that mean different things. And uh, you can choose to identify with those or not. Either way, the ball is going to keep making its way down and down and down and down until it ends up at a, its bottom location and stops moving. Right. And that is where you've landed and where you've identified with your chart. And I think that it, it can be good no matter how you identify with your chart. So you could look at you could look at your Mercury and be like, oh, I do communicate this way, but not exactly this way kind of like this way maybe your friend looks at it and is like no i think you do like everyone could could kind of project their own images right. of themselves or others onto it and i think doing that can tell you a lot about yourself and either way the the fun for an astrology for me is the beauty of it is that you can kind of take from it what you want and learn from it what you want yeah so yeah, you're right. You can you can find all kinds of bullshit in there, um, but you don't have to use it in your life. But you might see something in it that makes you just double take and think yeah. about shit. Cool. So that's where I'm coming from anyway Great. with it. That's all I have for the Mercury shit. Any, any last oh words my on Mercury? God. Well, Mercury, we love you. You're a great planet. You're one of the best ones that I know about. Merc. You are red, but your juice is silver. And may you forever find love with your other planets. From Pisces to Virgo, from Taurus to Those Sagittarius, 
from Pluto to Venus, from Mars to Uranus. We love you. You're all planets, and we're kissing you on the lips. Especially Pluto. Especially Pluto, you little cutie. The final thing, the final thing here. Do you remember what two signs Mercury is rules that it that it? They're Gemini. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Virgo. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I thought about how I'm gonna kick all those people's asses at Ralph's. Yeah. Well, now you'll never forget, and neither will yeah. anyone so else. I just need. That's all I need is I need little helpful visions of me doing things, and then I can remember anything. And honestly, if you did a rap, that would be the number one main thing that I, I would remember everything for. If every episode you did a rap, I guarantee you I would be able to tell you everything about astrology that you're trying to teach me. If you did a rap, if you love astrology so much and you want me to know about it, it's almost insane to me that you won't do a rap about it. Because you, it's basically like you're you're saying that you love something so much, but it's actually fake because you don't love it because you won't <laughs> rap about it. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what circumstances could ever exist that would make me rap. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Boom. If I was boom, boom. wasted, if okay. I was faded, if I smoked a bunch of weed, Ganja. I took some Zannies and I had a bottle of wine, I still boom. wouldn't rap. Really? That's good. I did not just rap. That's good. No, no. I like it. Hey, you know, listener, if you have editing computer, make a make a jazz rap song. You can if just anybody make one. makes a thing of me rapping, I will personally find a way to prevent you from ever listening to this podcast again. Do it. Fan art. Fan rap song art. I think anyone on this planet would be able to back me when I say that cutting together audio of me and turning it into a rap is not art. That's art. I'm going to do a whole album. Fan submitted. I don't have time to make it personally. Um, (laughs) Put my name on it, though. (laughs) All right. Advice questions? Let's do them. Let's do it to them. Who's going to go first? I'll go first. Lisa. Lisa Turtle. Who's that? Lisa uh, uh, Simpson? Let's imagine as Lisa, right. Lisa Simpson. How do you ask someone you are talking to for their natal chart without it being weird? Just be bold and direct. Let it go. Give it some more time? Question mark. Well, I can say from experience with these two um, lesbos. <laughs> Is that bad? I don't know. You were just saying it. He's not wrong. And also it's Greek. So we're yes, talking about gods. Yes, please. Thank we're you. We're from the Isle of Lesbos, right? I've heard both of them like within moments of meeting people ask them for their birth chart and then whip out their $40 apps on 30 their 30 and yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just kind of feel it out. I don't think it's weird. In 2019, I don't think it's weird to ask someone for their birth chart. It's just like... It's just a part of socializing at this point. I mean, I think you run the risk of people like some someone you're asking who might particularly feel averse to astrology might just be like, ugh. But that's kind of the worst that's going to happen by asking someone. Also, like if you're doing this, it's because you're trying to get close to somebody in some way, friendship wise or whatever. And and if if uh, they are like receptive to it, then great and if they're not receptive to it then it's just like well then you kind of have your answer if you like are going to be compatible with this person 
based yeah. on your interests. But make sure you have their actual exact time of birth. Like don't just like pull it out of thin air because a chart really does change a lot in a 24 hour period. And you don't want to kind of like project and generalize about someone off of like totally false info that you're going to change later anyway. But yeah, just ask. Just go for it, man. All right. Question number two is from John. How would astrology John be- from Garfield? Yeah, the one and the same. His owner, John Arbuckle? Is that his last name? Yes. Wow. All right. How would astrology be affected by being born and raised not on Earth? Not trying to be silly, but at some point, surely people will be born in space or on other worlds. Great I question. That. I love that question. It's a hot question. Well, as far as our... Oops. Oh, Jennifer, my are you tweeting? God. You're tweeting while I'm podcasting? How dare you? <laughs> You got notifications on? Must be Mercury retrograde. Yes, I get notifications when Jennifer tweets. Wow. Is it about me? No. It was about, I think it was about Bojack Horseman. Oh my gosh, she's obsessed. We get it. You had a song in the show. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to like riff on it with Chris, but then I was like, no, if I had a song in Bojack, I would talk about it till I died. (laughs) It's very cool. It's, It's kind of why I became friends with Jenny. We were already friends when it happened, but it's why I stayed friends with Jenny, I guess is what I mean. It's all superficial. That's actually why I'm dating her. Hell yeah. (laughs) Jenny, we love you. This is what you get for walking out of the episode. I'll take my shirt off and I'll give you a massage. Today, Chris and Jenny were writing a song together in the living room Uh and I was in the other room on my computer. That's right. And... Someone yelled for me to come into the room, okay. and I came out, and Chris was standing up. Oh, that's right. With his button-up shirt, that's uh-huh. unbuttoned over a white what ribbed it? tank. Ribbed tank. Are okay. we not allowed to say wife beater anymore? I don't know if we're allowed to or not. I just think it's kind of uh, going away as the term for it. Right. The ba- the bag says a shirt. Like, oh, a shirt. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> the bag says a shirt. <laughs> So I walked in and Chris was standing up with his back to Jenny in his button up shirt kind of pulled down off his shoulders and hanging loosely at his elbows as he peered back at her over his shoulder. And he said, Jess, Jenny's getting, what was it? Seduced. Seduced. Jenny feels like she's getting seduced. So that's what she was saying. I was just standing there. That was when I turned around. It was and very telling away. of Jenny, I think. <laughs> very telling. Here I am just standing there. <laughs> Being objectified by my friend. <laughs> Jenny, you're canceled. Jenny's canceled, but we love her anyway. <laughs> but and you, I'll stick by you. You still got to produce the app, though. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, if people are born on another planet, all right, we're, we only currently have the perspective of our own culture on Earth. We've never met anyone else not from here. Um, Allegedly. Except Grimes, maybe. <laughs> Everything is on the perspective of Earth. Uh, the whole photo image of, of our natal chart is from the perspective of Earth. So how it would work not on Earth, I have no idea. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it would require a recalculation of where the planets are. It would just be kind of like redoing science and establishing what what the planetary bodies look like from the perspective of a different planet either way i'm that's all i'm gonna say on it because whatever whenever it happens it's gonna be way after i'm dead so i i don't know Oh come on you never know (laughs) freeze your head 
freeze my head. Yeah. I wouldn't. Put your head in a would you? And freeze your head. If no. you if you could like Austin Powers yourself, would you do it? Um. Oh my God! You would literally come out like Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. That seems very um scary to wake up you know in like a thousand years and be alone you know not like alone you, uh, no I one would know you would still people that yeah no one, no would, one would know, know you. you and no one would care about you yeah and it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be a thing where like oh it's the one guy like it would be like so many people would have done that or enough that it wouldn't be exciting to anybody so you wouldn't even be famous which i can't even imagine such a nightmare <laughs> Um. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I'd do it. If I could just live forever, Highlander style, except I don't have to get, cut anybody's head off, I'll do that. I can't. I can barely function with the memories of my exes and my childhood and my memories and stuff. Let alone waking up a thousand years in the future and knowing that not only are those memories all a thousand years older, but all of those people are dead, and I could never return to those places or times or people. It's, that sounds great to me. <laughs> not I think, being it well, I think the the, the I mean, problem I have with it. my bad memories is that my life is like finite. So hmm. you're saying that should you pop up a thousand years in the future you wouldn't feel like attached to your memories in any way you would just oh, be no. like Oh no. In that situation I would because yeah. I would still be on track to dying. But if I'm a immortal like Highlander except oh. I don't have to cut people's heads off. Yeah. And I just live forever. Ugh, but I'd be afraid of like the planet, you know, you know, sometimes I hear this stuff about the planet is kind of getting a little bit hotter and stuff, and I worry a little bit about that. I would be worried that I would just kind of be, like, immortal and just standing on, like, a fiery, burning planet. You don't think that, the like, does fire not get rid of immortals, though? And then I cut my own damn head off. Come down to Ralph's, cut my head off. <laughs> he'll Try. be there. A thousand years from now, he'll be there. Come to Ralph's. In 3,019 July, August-ish. <laughs> and just try to cut my fucking head off, you freaks. You Geminis and you Virgos. Give it a shot. That's like a that's a Florida headline. Man gets head cut off by a bunch of Gemini and Virgos <laughs> in Ralph's parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Final question? Final question from Unnamed. I'll give him a name. Rory Culkin. Does it make me as crazy as the retired German surgeon from the human centipede to purchase someone's birth certificate online to make their chart? I can't let go of a Gemini that made my heart beat so hard I could feel it on my temple. By that I mean the side of my skull. I didn't even know that you could go and just purchase someone's birth certificate. I thought you needed to like provide some kind of like identification. I think you do. I think because I just got my birth certificate and it didn't feel easy to do. But then also, like, when you go on to, like, search websites and stuff where you can, like, type people's name in, can't you, like, buy... I guess maybe they're just selling you information from the documents, but not the documents themselves. Is that what the deal is? A lot, most of those places are just scams. There's just, like... You can still get some info from right. them, though. Yeah. I unfortunately. Don't I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I would say maybe don't unless you're truly only going to use that information for your own personal growth and you're not going to like share it with people or use it to talk about that person with other people. Um, 
I definitely feel like I learned a lot about myself by looking at my ex's natal charts, but I got their info by asking them directly and they gave it to me. I I would have, I mean, in, in some of those instances, maybe I would have gone and looked it up and, and f- figured out the info on my own because I think it's valuable if they meant a lot to you and had a huge impact in your life. But I think that like, it really would need to just be you personally doing that alone and not, not, you know, talking about it with like a bunch of people or it, it, I think to a certain extent, it, it just feels something about purchasing someone's birth certificate feels weird. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's weird to like, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Okay. But so I don't is know. I mean, maybe this person has gone to the, is like, has it like in their cart right now. They're like, these fucking idiots need to go back to college. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. We're Googling it. To order a certified birth certificate for someone else, you must have legal authority to do so. Boom. So I maybe what this person is talking about is like paying for the information on a web on like a second party website that or third party website that has the information. Right. Because you you can buy you can't get the exact time of birth, I don't think, but yeah. like the date of birth I think is pretty easy to obtain through a third party website. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's weird, no. But I mean, at that point, it's like more or less public information. I think that, I don't think there's anything weird about finding information for your own personal growth. But I do think it's it's weird if you're going to obtain that info and then like use it to like talk to this person about it and like psychoanalyze them unless they want to do that and they're asking you to. But it's just like sensitive and it's the whole thing is just kind of sensitive. Just do what your gut tells you is the right thing to do, I guess, is what you should do yeah that makes sense to me sure. hey today's the day i'm announcing my record born hot you can <gasps> pre-order it today's the day you can do that chris that's so exciting i know oh my god chris was born hot and you can too if you buy his album i love that anything else you want to say about it go to polyvinylrecords.com pre-order it there's so many great songs on it my friend Jess sings on it a little <gasps> bit. My friend Jenny sings on it a little bit. Uh, Jenny uh, executive produced the record, <gasps> which means she came over three times over the course of two months to my house and told me that she liked the demo versions of the songs that I was making better. <laughs> Did you really say that? Not. She didn't say exactly that, but that was the spirit of what she was saying. Oh, my God. Hey, come on. It was helpful. Did you make adjustments? And then Jenny was like, that's it? Yes. Wow. She, she really Producer guided me. Jenny. She really did a great job. Jenny, people keep calling you Producer Jenny in our podcasting, pod, pod, Apple podcast reviews, and I'm living for it. Producer Jenny is, it, the title makes me happy to hear. Yeah. It's I love that this is your new character. What do they think I'm like? Am I like a sort of a Zeus figure? Like a A Zeus um, figure. Omnipotent kind of Let us know in your podcast reviews what kind of producer Jenny Jenny is. I see Jenny as like a witch blade. You ever see that? No. Don't look it up. I'm just kidding. All right. (laughs) Gotta go. Hey, from the H to the D to the stars and back. H for the D to the stars and back, baby. Oh,